Hi, welcome to this podcast, Famous Book Lessons and Summaries. Today, we'll be looking at seven best lessons from the book Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. Cialdini's writing relies on a vast amount of scientific research. He also does what could be called investigative research. For this book, he went undercover for three years to investigate how the principle of influence are used in the real world by sales organizations, advertisers, and fund raisers. Influence identifies six ways that people are consistently, unsuspectingly, and often automatically persuaded which is by reciprocity, scarcity, liking, authority, social proof, and commitment, or you can better call it consistency. Knowing these natural psychological tendencies will help you in two ways. The first is you become more persuasive, and secondly, you will be able to identify when these tendencies are present, protecting you from being misled in the future. So, let's begin with the first lesson from influence, automatic triggers. We are wired to respond predictably to certain cues. In this book, Chaldini will teach us six principles of influence. To understand why and how this principle works, we will need to learn that all animals use cognitive shortcuts to make their lives easier. Humans also have similar triggers that are automatic and irrational. Usually, there are shortcuts that help us make the right decisions, but sometimes these triggers can be hijacked so we make decisions against our best interest. A well-known principle of human behavior says that when we ask someone to do us a favor, we will be more successful if we provide a reason. People simply like to have reasons for what they do. A summary of this is, we sometimes rely on automatic triggers to make decisions. Usually, these mental shortcuts help us make the right decisions, but sometimes they can be hijacked. For example, adding the single word because to a request caused that 3% more people to say yes. Now, the second lesson from the book, Influence, is reciprocity. We feel obligated to pay back gifts and favors. In this book, Chaldini explains six major principles of influence. The first principle is called reciprocity. Reciprocity means we have a natural urge to pay back gifts and favors we have received. In pretty much all human cultures, this is a universal moral value. Thou shall reciprocate. People who take without giving tend to be judged negatively and shunned socially. Here are some real-life examples 
of the reciprocity rule in action. Free samples. Businesses give out free samples because they know some people will feel a social obligation to buy the product after the smiling supermarket employee has given them a taste. Small gifts. Charities, hospitals, and religious organizations often include a small unrelated gift in their donation request. The disabled American veteran organization doubled the response rate of their millers from 18% to 35% when they included some free labels. One final point, reciprocal concessions. Cialdini noticed that in negotiations, when one side makes a concession, it is viewed almost like a favor. A concession on one side usually triggers the other side into making their own concession. It's another form of reciprocity. This is why savvy negotiators often start with extreme demands. When they make concessions from that starting point, then the other side often feels obligated to make their own real concessions. In other words, an effective strategy is to make a big request first, then retreat to a smaller request. The smaller request being what we really wanted in the first place. Cialdini calls this the request, then retreat strategy. Lesson 3. Commitment and Consistency We want to appear consistent with our past actions. Cialdini's second principle is commitment and consistency. This means we usually want to be consistent with what we have done and said in the past. Unfortunately, this human tendency can lead us down the path of foolish consistency. If someone can make us do a small action, then we'll be more likely to do a larger consistent action with it in the future. This principle of consistency is used consciously or accidentally in many organizations. Take a look at this example with loss clinics. People wanting to lose weight are encouraged to write down their goals and share them with everyone. It's a form of public commitment and clinics say this often helps their clients stick to the diet when willpower alone have failed them. Door-to-door sales. Companies that sold door-to-door reduced their refunds dramatically simply by having the customer fill out the sales agreement instead of the salesperson. This act of personally committing to the sale greatly reduced future buyer's remorse. College fraternities. Why do so many fraternities have embarrassing or painful initiation rituals? Two researchers found the emotionally difficult rituals later caused members to value their membership a lot more. Cialdini wrote, A pair of young researchers, Elliot Aronson and Judson Mills, decided to test their observation that persons who go through a great deal of trouble or pain to attain something tend to value it more highly than someone who attained the same thing without a minimum effort. You can see this in play 
when the females play hard to get. <laughs> 4. Social proof. We copy the actions of other people. Social proof is what a lot of us will refer to as peer pressure, but I think it's closer to herd behavior. This rule applies especially to the way we decide what constitutes correct behavior. We view a behavior as more correct in a given situation to the degree that we see others performing it. Basically, everyone else is doing it. So, I'll do it too. For example, you are at a bar and your four friends order margaritas. So, you do the same. Or, you start wearing your jeans really low because all your friends are doing it. You can also look at it this way. You laugh at a joke because your friends are laughing too, but you don't really get the joke, but you just have to laugh. Lesson 5. Liking. Very simply, this just means we prefer to say yes to the request of people we know and like. But what are the factors that cause one person to like another person? We have physical attractiveness. People tend to like you when you are super hot and dresses really well. Another reason is what? Similarity. We like people who are similar to us, whether it's sharing opinions, personality traits, background, or lifestyle. Compliments. We generally love getting compliments, even if they are not true. Contact. We like things that are familiar to us. On the other hand, we often fear what we don't know. Lesson 6. Scarcity. The scarcity principle states that opportunities seem more valuable to us when their availability is limited. Fans of behavioral economists may see how this ties into the concept of loss aversion. The fear of loss is always greater than the desire for gain. Limited time offers. A certain product is in short supply that cannot be guaranteed to last long. Deadlines. An official time limit is placed on the customer's opportunity to get the offer. Black Friday and Cyber Monday are great examples. Another variant of the deadline tactics is when you are told that you have to buy now or the price will go up very soon. And here you have it. One reviewer said this book is dangerous knowledge because it shows how people are often misinformed and manipulated. That may be true, but I think it's better for more people to be aware of these weapons of influence than continue living in the dark. This series of podcasts was born to provide you with life lessons, business lessons, and summaries of your favorite bestsellers. Subscribe and follow us today, and if there's any book you need a summary on, do let us know. Also, share your thoughts with me, and I'll be glad to respond to you. I'm Onuzuke Chupagozie. See you on the next one.